guys, we're back. We're back. We're back. Hello. We did it. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. And today, we are returning after a long, long uh, absence. I was in Italy. Valentine's Day happened. My boyfriend's birthday happened. Um, so many things. Well, yeah, I think that's mostly it. Um, <laughs> and I'm a changed woman, but we don't have time to get into it, so you'll just have to notice the the subtle ways in which I'm different. Uh, you'll just the, have to read between the lines in the way that see I see the signs that I react to this. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll give you a hint. Every time Morgan says something scary, I'll go, Mamma Mia! (laughs) Oh my god. A note about being in Italy as an uh, Italian-American person, though. Exceedingly embarrassing. Because everyone talked to me in Italian. Really? Asked for me for directions in Italian. People asked me for directions. And I had to be the jackass that's like, I don't know. Like, like, nothing makes English the language sound less musical than when (sighs) someone is like, and then you're just like, uh, no. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you sound like such an idiot. And I'm like, I'm sorry my language isn't even a little more musical. I love that they, like, just assumed you were Italian, though. Because I look Italian as hell. Exactly, yeah. And all the tourists were Chinese. So, really? Yeah, so there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't, like, a lot to go on. There wasn't, like, a, well, there were, like, a few Dutch. But you can tell them because they're all wearing Abercrombie. So, so yeah, there wasn't, like, a ton of variety to choose huh. from. So I, I totally understand why they would think I'm Italian. Because they're right. But... <laughs> Because they're right. Just yeah. Don't speak the language. Yeah, I, I did just you made eat me, a lot just of made pasta. Me feel like a huge jackass. Uh, <laughs> and yes, I did eat a lot of pasta. the 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 thing I was shocked about in Italy is how stereotypically Italian Italy is. Uh, I thought that there would be more variety of food option, but there really, truly is not. And I went to several cities, but it's all just like pasta and these little sandwiches with cured meat in them and like of three Ugh. other things maybe like smoked salmon mozzarella and arugula which they call something funny it's like rocket salad or something <laughs> uh and then that's like literally it and pasta and like that is it like there is no vegetables there is there are no there's no health food craze everything is pasta and pizza and cured meats and I'm like, everyone's farts must be so fucking noxious. And I don't understand how you're not as fat as we are. Yeah. Like your colons. But it's okay. We don't have to talk about Italian colons on this <laughs> That's podcast. That's podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm recovering from a cold, so also I sound oh. terrible. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, what a combo. That's your that's your little taste. And the Italian men do seem hornier. I will say this. Heyo. It was like every single person who I bought any kind of food from or anything from, if you like smile at them and like hold an extra like two seconds of eye contact, suddenly it's like, is it her? Is she the one? <laughs> like they would just like give this energy of like, oh my god, and you're just like, oh, oh my god, like. <laughs> It really was. I love that. Yeah, it did seem. I don't know, like Over something. A smoked meat. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe we'll just that's feed what, each other what, what does it? some fatty prosciutto. Smoked heart. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Are you ready to get spooked? Yeah. I, re- I, need, I need it. I need some catharsis. So I will throw some props out to my friend who's a regular listener because I assumed it was your turn to do a story because I have horrible memory. And I texted him and asked him whose turn it was. He was like, no, it's your turn. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Jacob. <laughs> Dude, you can just look it up. And I also, know, but it was so much easier texting. <laughs> okay, well, there it is. Thanks for keeping mm-hmm. her honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, because my last story that I left everyone with was England. I remember. It was delightful. Thank you. We ended the, the exorcism jaunt we were going through, the little demons and whatnot. Oh, the thank lovely... God. Yeah. I'm not taking us back, I promise. And I'm not taking us somewhere like like Arizona or Oklahoma <laughs> where I usually take us. Okay. I promise. I'm taking us to Foxborough, Massachusetts. Oh my god, we're going to Foxborough. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to attempt my my Massachusetts accent cuz I'm not feeling it in my bones today. Oh, you're it's feeling not. Canadian. <laughs> I'm feeling Canadian. <laughs> not feeling it in my bones today. No. no. Okay. Well, we're going to Foxborough. So, yeah, if you do don't know about then. Foxborough, it is a suburb of Boston, and that's all you need to know. That's like, all you need it's, to know. It's, it's fucking Massachusetts as hell. Okay, continue. As hell. Um, I watched Kindred Spirits with Amy Bruni and Adam Barry. Ooh, okay, yes, yes, Which yes. I feel like I haven't seen in a while, and I, I love it. It's this guy and girl, and <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. Amy and Adam, and they always have the stupidest tech. But I always love it. What do you mean, tech? They they have the EVP reading, and they have that um, spirit box machine right, that right, I've right. where you have the headphones on, and someone's talking, and she's just doing the responses she hears mm-hmm. from the headphones. So I always enjoy that, even though it can be nonsense. And they always spend a few days in the house, and they do a lot of research. Mm. So that's what sets them apart from other people, typically. Is that they have more time. <laughs> they have more time, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. So, the owners of this house in Foxborough, Holly and Tom, have two kids. Megan and the son, who I don't think they ever said his name. And his name, I guess, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's probably, and, like, um, Justin. <clears throat> it's probably Justin. <laughs> or, like, Brennan or Aiden, if they, like, feel really proud of being Irish, which happens. Very true. In I Foxborough. will say that at one point when, um... Amy and Adam were interviewing the son and the daughter at the same time. Mm-hmm. They looked like young versions of them. <laughs> like what I imagined them as in like junior high, that's they were looking at their junior high years. Wait, Amy and Adam mm-hmm. looked mm-hmm. W- looked like they were interviewing their own younger selves. Yes. Yes. Man, white people. Yes. That's white hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. <clears throat> so, um Holly and Tom moved into this house in 1999, and they pretty much have had activity since they moved in. And the interesting thing is, the house across the street, their neighbor Cindy can see activity from her house when she looks at their house. Oh, okay. So we got two potential hotspots going on here. 
Um, when they're in their living room watching TV, there's a hallway kind of not facing the television, but you can see it in your peripherals. Adjacent and every member to- Yeah. And every member of the family has seen a tall man shadow standing in the hallway. The dad's seen it once. The daughter sees it constantly. She sees it like several times a week. Hmm. Just standing there staring. But he doesn't move. I don't okay. know if that's com- more comforting or more terrifying that he doesn't move. Just peeking at the TV. Well, it could mean that so once on Haunted Paranormal Home Inspector, uh, he found out that the home inspector found out that there was like a weird like overpaint job on one of the walls that made it look like a dark human shaped shadow was there that they thought mm. was paranormal. And the fact that this like never moves... Maybe there's some kind of weird overpaint jaw. I mean, that sounds about as crazy as the dead coming back to life. So, I mean, (laughs) who knows? But, um... Could be both. I don't know. Could be a ghost pissed off at the overpaint job. (laughs) Taking away his thunder. (laughs) Alright, we'll end on that. Yeah. So, there's no sounds from this guy when he's in the hallway. Um, but... The kids moved rooms. It seems like this house has a basement. And in this basement, there's like a den, a little hallway with some washer dryer machines, and then the son's room. And I think maybe the daughter lived upstairs. And maybe at one point they they had switched rooms. So when he they lives moved, in the basement? He lives in the basement, which I think you should never let a boy live in a no, basement alone. No, no. And definitely don't have a computer down there. No. <laughs> That's a recipe for a porn addiction. (laughs) Not a good idea. Maybe he was downstairs and they switched him upstairs. Maybe they realize. (laughs) You know what, Brennan? (laughs) We're going to put you right next to mom and dad. (laughs) Yeah, right here. We're going to be roommates. (laughs) We'll get you your own privacy screen. (sighs) So from this moving of rooms... It seemed like there was a lot more activity because they moved objects. Okay. One in particular object that the wife was focusing on was this diamond pyramid that she has in the house. A diamond pyramid? Is this a real diamond? No. No. Why would no? They don't have the goddamn diamond. diamond This is Foxborough. It's a glass paperweight. Okay, okay, here we go. I'm like, the one thing that moves is our diamond pyramid. <laughs> is our Indiana Jones. Yeah. Where did you get this? They and stole it from family. an ancient temple. Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati of Foxborough. Okay, sorry. Ugh. Continue. So, in this basement, whenever you're down there, you always feel like someone's watching you. You never feel alone. At one point, the son and the daughter were in the room downstairs and they heard someone say hello and they've been terrified of the den ever since which honestly could have been their way of getting them to switch rooms and getting them to stay out of that damn basement (laughs) but maybe they're not that creative and the last thing that's really weird is their neighbor the activity that she typically sees from across the street she sees a figure standing 
in front of one particular window. Mm. At random times, but it happens a lot. So she's a snoop. I know. I was like, so you're peeking at their house all the time? I'm sure she is. It's fine. Yeah. And she says she sees it when nobody's home. All the lights are off. She just sees someone in the window. Oh. Has she ever thought that someone was, like, breaking and entering? Was it, like, horned? Like, Hattie, well, you know, everybody knows You just heard a faint. Have horns. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, oh, well, I I mean, obviously, I don't have to call the police. I don't have to bother them with this. But, I mean, I'm upset. Ghost police. (laughs) But I'm bothered. So, Amy and Adam always talk with the family, and they try and figure out who they think might be the ghost. And they're <laughs> Let me usually guess. always Grandma? wrong. Yeah, they always think it's family. <laughs> and it's never family no, no, who's no, trying to terrify Holly, you. It's not fucking Uncle Bill. So Holly has two dead parents, and she was like, I think it's my mom who died a year after we moved here. Her and her mom had a falling out right before she passed. Oh. But they figured she, there was bad blood between them, so maybe it's the mom. I mean, maybe she's just really pissed. We've, we've seen, seen that happen before. Remember? Yeah, that mom that was setting fire to her daughter's <laughs> house. Yeah, that's some that's some anger right there. Yes. So, <laughs> so Amy and Adam go to interview the kids and ask them a little bit more. Amy Adams. That's why that sounds so oh. funny when you put it together. I'm like Amy and Adam. Amy. Adam, why does this sound like it should go to get Amy Adams? Saw her in right. a Whole Foods in Brooklyn <gasps> with her family. What was she getting? Was it uh, cauliflower? N- I don't know, but she was wearing a red sundress and her eyebrows are very pale really? in, in real life. She colors them in for most of her movies, I would say. So that makes me, leads me to believe she's a natural ginge. I know. One of us. One of us. One of us. I love it. Exactly. So, anyway. Oh, side note. I had a client fly into town for work, and I decided to really step up my game. I wore my black pencil skirt, a blazer, and my blouse that has the pattern of the carpet from The Shining. (laughs) Whoa, you have a blouse with the pattern from the carpet from The Shining? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom discovered Redbubble for Christmas, so I got a lot of really random shit. I got this notebook. I know, I got this notebook from her that's, like, a bunch of, um, the bindings, I guess, of Stephen King books. So it's just, like, stacked. It looks like a picture from my my shelf. But yeah, I was rocking my shiny carpet. I had, like, an orange lip on. Come for me. No one knew it was the shining. Nobody, nobody knew. I saw a guy on the subway with the shining carpet uh, sweater, and I wanted to be like, listen, sir. I'm one of you. Like, I know all the theories. I get like, it. which one do you subscribe to? Do you think it's about the the Native Americans or about the Nazis or about... Oh, like, or about the moon landing? Moon room! Moon room. But, I mean, oh, I, I didn't that. say anything because this is New York and... You can't, you can't do that. To, it's not part of the deal. To. It's not part of the deal. Like, you can maybe talk to somebody on a commuter rail anywhere else, but on a New York subway, you can't stop someone and be like, I love your purse. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll, it just, it's not part of the deal. It's not part of the social contract. <laughs> oh, New York. <clears throat> I'll never get it. I'll never understand. But I love it. All right. So, talking with daughter and son, 
asking about the time that they heard hello in the basement. And um, they said they were both in the bedroom hanging out, and they heard hello, and it was a definite woman's voice. Okay. And they thought it was their mom, so of course they ignored her. Because they're children hanging out in a basement. They don't care what mom says. <laughs> and then 30 seconds later, it screamed hello in their ear. Ooh. So they ran away. Somebody's trying to get noticed. Also, <clears throat> I just got goosebumps down my legs when you said that. Because it was just like, you're not noticing me? No. Notice me! <laughs> me as a ghost. Um, hello? Um, hello? No, you would be like, oh, they're, 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 oh, they're busy. busy. They're busy. I'll leave them to it. I don't want to be a bother, but I've got a lot of demons and I've been here 30 years. Help me. okay so i want to point out that there's a potential male presence upstairs and a female presence downstairs okay unless it's just a very tall woman upstairs which you know could definitely be but we don't know maybe her mom was really tall she would have mentioned it she would have mentioned it my very tall tall dead mother (laughs) When they were showing them the hallway and they were talking about the spirit, they said it was just as tall as Adam. Who's it? Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Amy Adams. Well, I've seen her. She's short. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I imagine. She should be short. That makes sense. So it's night one. It's just Amy Adams. They're, They're in the house. And they're trying to investigate this hallway spirit situation. So they try and set it up. And stage it so where they're replicating what the family sees. Okay. Usually they close the, the shades all the way. So they close the shades. They're sitting on the couch. And they can kind of like, they see how you'd be able to see it in your, the corner of your eye kind of situation. Okay. And then Adam, and they try and talk to it. And Adam kind of got weird and said something about the door, the first door in the hallway. But he never said what he saw. But he kind of, like, got up and walked to it. Ugh, I fucking hate when they do that. They're like, hold right? on. Hold on. He was like, did you... The door. I just... Like, what about the I door? Saw, and it's like, ar- just articulate yourself, please. Yeah, I can't... I'm not your eyeballs. You gotta help me out, bro. <clears throat> so camera work is not virtuosic enough for me to have any idea what the hell you're seeing. Mm-hmm. So he walks... Why don't they have the- cameras attached to their heads? Right? And like she's GoPros. holding a camera. But he's always GoPros? the one who sees stuff. Because <gasps> then we'll always see what they're seeing. That's a great idea. Night Vision GoPro. Yes! Alright, I solved the paranormal community's television. Uh, yeah, everything, you're welcome. Everywhere. You're welcome. Travel so... channel? <laughs> Run with it. Maybe we'll get a show. GoPro Girls. Ghost GoPro Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mouthful of coffee, but that was really funny. <laughs> We might not ever find a ghost, but we're ready if we do. But we're advertising for GoPro. (laughs) (laughs) But we've got a sponsor. (laughs) So Adam walks into this hallway, looks around, and then walks into this bedroom door. And he felt like he was 100% not alone. He said, when I walked into that bedroom, I knew I was not alone. Someone was in here watching me. So he's like, I think we should move to this room. This is where the activity is. So they moved to the bedroom. We should move to this room. We should. We should start our life here. <laughs> we belong in Foxborough. Squatters' rights. 
We live here now. <clears throat> so they've got this machine where it's a green light, and any time a spirit touches it, it turns yellow, then red. This is why they got, they got too much tech. Is it a temperature reader? What? How, I don't how know. does they it didn't measure explain such it. a touch? Usually they go into too much detail, and I tune out, and I say spirit box thingy. Because it's nonsense, but they didn't even give me the nonsense They were like, time. if the like, spirit touches this, it'll tell us. And it's like, you gotta give me a you little. You gotta give me a little bit of background. It doesn't just, is it, maybe, <clears throat> maybe it literally is like, if a human would touch it, it would go up. Maybe it's literally just like a touch activated thing. Like a sensor deal? Yes. Yeah. Sensing. You know. Yeah. Us mechanical engineers. Go yeah. on. <laughs> so, they're talking to whatever's in the room. Um... And it seems like this spirit is object fixated, that any time objects move, it gets kind of mad. The family seems to have made that connection. Ooh, that makes that, me think former yeah. owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> so they're asking about when people move things around, do you, does it bother you? And they've got the EVP going at the same time, and it seems like nothing's touching this box of lights but when they play back their EVP audio, it responds very fast. Um, it says yes to when do you get bothered when they move objects around. Okay. And like the whole theme you'll see with the EVP feedback is it's not saying a lot. It's keeping it short and sweet. It's saying don't touch my stuff. That's the vibe I'm getting. Sounds like a Foxborough homeowner it does so i think my guess right now is that it's someone who used to own the house Mm -hmm. because they feel entitled to move things and to keep things in a certain way and Mm -hmm. they feel like they have uh they have the right to do that Mm -hmm. so that's my guess it's probably gonna end up being like the fucking you know, run aground pirate ship 30 miles (laughs) off the coast of where they came from came in a chest and now it's a pirate in their basement but and that's my guess right now i think your guess is pretty is pretty good the next thing i was going to go into was the history of the house so natural transition um the former owners it was a couple who loved to travel and they had this giant cork board that had a huge collage of all these places they've traveled just little tickets and pictures and stickers and all these different things in their travels and they Mm -hmm. left it in the house when they moved when they left the house yeah okay they left it well that's Um, you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to do that but they kept it thank god so it's in their basement right now yeah it's very weird um And then they're talking about, um, since Holly is so fixated on this idea that it's her mother, she's giving her, yeah, it's all, they always think it's the mom or dad and it never is. Like, it's definitely my mom. And it's like, kill, kill. It's like, yeah, that's her. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's my mom. (laughs) That's definitely Susan. (laughs) I mean, from the description of her relationship with her mom, it seems like possible that, if this was trying to scare her, it might be her. Um, her mom left her when she turned 18. Mm-hmm. She didn't know she was going to leave, but she left. Um, and then she got in a car accident in her 50s. And the daughter was ready to forgive and kind of 
reconcile and make things right with her mom Mm -hmm. because she was pregnant with her kid and she was going to do it around Christmas, but the mom died December 2nd. So she never got Don't, a chance to kind of do If you have that. Just plans to reconcile yeah. with someone you're estranged from, sooner be- is better than later, I'll say. Yeah. She did take a few items from her mom when she passed, which if you didn't have a good relationship and your mom harbored a lot of resentment... There could be activity from your mom if you have her objects, but yeah, I'm don't take her teeth. Not, don't take her teeth. Not even if leave, you leave her plastic leg. Leave it. She, you don't want it. But she took the the diamond pyramid. She probably thought it was real. She's like, oh my god, mom, that's wicked. This cool. is a two pound diamond, <laughs> mother. Yeah, no. And she put it in That's her daughter's room. That's a $15 room. paperweight. Yeah. She put it in her daughter's room and won't let anyone move it because she's convinced that that specific object, when they move it, is what sparks activity. I'm not... I don't think so. People get these ideas in their head. They do. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking this could be very object-based, but... Not that object. People Maybe they're like, get, that's that's tacky. Get that this shit This is out. just a good idea right now. Just like of all the things you believe to be true about you, yourself, and the people you love, just maybe count on 30% of those assumptions being false. And then mm-hmm. we can all, be, it'll all be easier when we all figure out the truth. Um, true. And not that it's my mom and she wants that cubic zirconia uh, right there. It's like, no, oh. it's Mr. Jenkins from 70 years ago, and he is pissed off that his wife had, like, a, a miscarriage in 1927. So you have no fucking idea what the yeah. hell you're talking about. My favorite was when she was like, it's my grandma, and it was a Native American spirit. It's like, <laughs> Which no, you heard flutes. It's flute. Ch- it's uh, that. Come <laughs> on. No. <laughs> my favorite. That one was really funny. That was so good. Oh my god. So, it's night two in this house, and they're in the basement, and they're using their spirit box thing, where Amy has the headphones on, and she's hearing the EVP responses live, and Matt's in a different room this time, but he's asking the spirit questions and trying to provoke communication and she's doing the live responses okay so uh, he's okay okay i don't know why they're in different rooms i don't know what they're gonna get from that but she's in the bedroom and he's just in the basement somewhere <laughs> they just else. have a lot of cameras and they <clears throat> use them yeah they're like we had a budget we're gonna show that we utilize that budget so <laughs> if we don't spend every part of the camera <laughs> budget the travel channel <laughs> reduces it so <laughs> We'll never get GoPros at this rate. Exactly. So, yeah, we did it in a separate room setup. Yeah. So they're asking, is anyone here with us? And they're talking about the kids hearing a voice and asking, you know, was that your voice? Is this Holly's mom? Are you here, Holly's mom? And Amy's not saying anything until they ask about Holly's mom. And she's like, something touched me. So he moves into the room she's in, but she doesn't know that because she's got the blindfold and the headphones on. She's and blindfolded? Yes, I forgot that detail. She's totally sensory deprived, all she except for hearing the, the EVP. So all she knows is what she's hearing at Apparently that Apparently that can lead to hallucinations, so. <gasps> Ooh. Just an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, I mean, you, you, you go on, guys. Go off. Cool. I don't know if her headphones are 
totally sound blocking. Well, though. yeah, they're not probably. Yeah. They're not bows. They're not shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he he goes in the room she's in, and he's like, "Who's who's touching Amy? You can't. You need to know. You cannot touch Amy. Why are you doing this? Do not touch Amy." Like he got very protective. And Here's the thing cute. about Amy: don't touch Amy. Don't touch. Don't touch her. She's mine. Don't touch her. <laughs> Um, and then he asks, okay, so are you related to Holly? Is this someone from her family? And it, the EVP says, and Amy repeats, do not, without, and just kind of not making any sense. And then he says, remove that pyramid. And it cuts to where the pyramid is. And she says, the floor. And that's where the pyramid is? Whoa. So it's... It's very aware of what's going on. It can see. It can see. So we know it's not a blind ghost. Not a blind ghost. <gasps> that would suck. Can't see what you're haunting. <laughs> I don't hear screams of fear. Was I scary? Am I in the right room? Oh my god. Oh, good lord. So, after that, it doesn't really talk much. They ask if... It wants them to put the pyramid back, and it does not care. I think it's just trying to connect and say, like, I'm here and I know what's going on, but I don't want to talk about a goddamn pyramid. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, enough so about the, this paperweight. Yeah. This yeah, fucking <laughs> this sharper ugly image bullshit. Yeah. So, they move upstairs, and they're just EVPing. They ask if it's the mom. They say, um, we have full reign here, we're invited here, like, we're welcome in this home. And they play back the EVP, and it says Cindy. Like, very clearly Cindy, which is the neighbor's name from across (gasps) the street. So they're like, all right, I guess we're going across the street Uh, to talk to Cindy. Oh my gosh, I'm at the edge of my seat. Ah! Okay, so... Cindy is like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, so I summoned a demon for their house, okay, yeah. All right. I well, you know, if you if you House say you're woman. you're not going to show up to the homeowners association meetings three meetings in a row, okay, I get it. So this you're traveling, okay? Yeah, maybe that accounts for one, maybe two meetings missed, but three? No, no. Mm-hmm. So yes, I did. So and then she just slams the door. That's that would be the Foxborough response to that. Oh my god, it would be no. Cindy was. She had very long. She was an older woman, very long hair, red flannel. <laughs> seemed very friendly. It seemed like maybe... So she was very close with the couple who used to live in that house. Oh, okay. Pat and Steve. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, maybe very connected with them. I think maybe there was some sort of a, la- a relationship with at least one of them, if not both. That's the vibe I got Wait, from her. what? Like, she was the third? I think, I think she was romantically involved with them. What? I don't oh know. God, I love That's this. just the vibe I got. Maybe I'm reading into some weird shit. Swinging but in Foxborough. She's known them since the 80s. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, There's some Polaroids. There's some Polaroids. There's some damning Polaroids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. under the bed, bitch. She's like, every time I see that spirit in their house, it looks like it's trying to get my attention somehow. And get this. This is why I think that they had some sort of a relationship. Oh my god, Danish. Um, so Pat passed away in the house. And when Pat passed away, she left Cindy her engagement ring, a heart pendant, and stud earrings. Hmm. 
She left her a lot of, like, really, really sentimental jewelry. Her engagement ring? Yeah. So Pat and her partner, Steve, Steve, they didn't have any children? No. They were just a couple that traveled a lot until Pat ended up wheelchair-bound. And then, how did she pass? Um, She had MS. Okay. And then Steve had a reoccurrence of Hodgkin's, so they both died oh, in that house. God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, it may have been that they were just best friends. I Maybe. Hey, I might have just been reading into it, but the vibe I got felt like at least she had a relationship with one of them. I don't know. Super long how hair, I flannel, Massachusetts woman. Perhaps. I see it. Perhaps. So they're like, okay. We're pretty sure now that it's Pat and Steve, and they're trying to communicate with Cindy one last time, oh or they're trying God. to talk about final the house. Wishes. Final wishes. So unfinished business. <laughs> Amy and Adam. <laughs> Amy and Adam figure since there's so many potential items in the house that maybe were left since they left their huge board of memories. There might be other things in the house they left and the family just took on as their own. Definitely. And there's these new objects that were so sentimental to Pat that now belong to Cindy. They got all these objects going. So they're bringing in their friends who have 35 combined years of experience with haunted objects. You don't get to do combined years. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You individually list the years of experience or you go with the the lowest amount of years because you're only Mm -hmm. as strong as your weakest link. Exactly. (laughs) Remember that, teams of mediums. (laughs) So they bring in Greg and Dana. And I don't know if... Okay. When I saw Greg and Dana and Amy and Adam, it felt like two different pairings of the doctor and his person that he's with. It felt like the cool guy doctor and the girl and the cool girl and the guy doctor. I don't what? know if you've seen Doctor what? Who. No, 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 I okay. haven't. So Those I, who've seen it very probably this is this doctor it with me. you were going with. Yeah, if those of you who have seen it, this that's the image I got of them. Like the, the cooler boy doctor. Anyway. All right, well, enjoy, guys. I bet it's fun <laughs> for you. <laughs> so... Now they've got two locations going, two different couples. So Amy and Adam decide to go in Cindy's house to kind of see what's going on from Cindy's house. And they have Greg and Dana in the basement with like a shrine of all these objects. Mm -hmm. They're facing the board and they've got all the jewelry. Oh my god. I feel like if it wasn't haunted before, it's gonna be now. I mean, like, that's a really charged thing to do. Oh, and they pull out this mirror. They, they, like, remove the sheet and they're like, oh, here's this darkened mirror where energy tends to manifest all of a sudden. It was a terrifying mirror. I did not. This dark mirror. I did not care for it. So, um, Greg starts talking. To whoever is near all of these objects. So Greg and Dana are uh, mediums. Yes. Are they a they couple? Specifically, uh, that would be overwhelming. That would be overwhelming. They might be. I don't know. They look like <laughs> the same person. <laughs> <laughs> then so, they're definitely a couple. Yeah. Then they're definitely a couple. Hell yeah. So he starts the session and I wrote down that he was too polite. Like an eager kid in an interview who's not going to get the job. That's how I described it. <laughs> you need a dose of the Zach Bagans disrespect. This is 
Massachusetts. You gotta be a little bit more. So you're here, okay? Office. What? All right. So what? What? So what? 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 Um. So they kind of go back and forth with what's happening in both houses while he's starting the session. Amy's looking into the house, saying that it looks like someone's standing in the window. Um. Which. I didn't pick up on the camera, but she says she saw it. And then it goes back to it goes back to Greg asking about if they were bothered that the collage moved. And um he listened back to his EVP and it said put it back. Oh shit. And then it cuts to Amy again saying, There's definitely I a hundred percent saw someone walk in front of that window. Like just kinda walk past. Oh my god. They need to move on. They need to move on. It seems like maybe if they get Cindy in there, they'll be able to... They should just haunt Cindy. Well, okay, she shouldn't be haunting anybody. They should be like, okay, guys, like, go, like, go. Like, have fun, move on. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff for you to do. Like, you need, you still have lessons to learn. You still have, you need to go and have your little, like, performance review of your life. Don't just, like, hang out here and move Travel in the afterlife. Shit. You know, there's a lot more travel to be had. You'd think that they wouldn't be so, like, (gasps) attached. Ooh, I just had an idea. Maybe they both, since they passed at different times, can't get together. They're, like, Maybe they're trying to find each other. Yeah, maybe he's stuck upstairs and she's stuck downstairs. Well, that's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's my theory, okay? (laughs) Now introducing the mean medium. Well, you guys are just stupid. These dumbass spirits won't I'm even go to heaven, these dumb bitches. Dumbasses. I'm leaving. I don't cater I don't to dumbass spirits, stupid shits. I'm bravo. Figure it out yourself. There are books. <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay. So, now... They're all together around this collage, and they ask if um, the couple is concerned that the family's going to destroy their objects and their collage, <laughs> and they listen back to the EVP, and it's like, no way. Which is the best Boston, like, They're too nah. weak. They yeah. would never. <sighs> Try Mark me. my words, they would never. <laughs> and they ask, do you have a message? Are you okay with the changes they've made to the house? Or did the changes bother you? <laughs> oh my god. And they don't say anything. I think they're like, fucking try me. Do it. You won't. You sound so, a little too New York. You yeah. put it in your lower lip. When you put it in the lower bottom lip, you're in New York. <laughs> but when it's in your nose, when it's in your nose. It's a wicked pisser. You fucked up. <laughs> no. You don't have the balls. <laughs> I'll have the buffalo chicken on the pizza. Um, what do you want? What does Stevie want? Well, I'm not getting four pizzas. What does Stevie want? We'll do a half. Well, he's not getting a whole one. Get a half. Oh, for fuck's sake. Can you imagine a whole EVP of just that? <laughs> like a very clear, not static pizza. <laughs> yes, I can. I went to college in Massachusetts. <laughs> Yes, I can. Oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> So at this point, they're very certain it's not the mother. 
which I was, everyone watching was the whole time. Yeah, doi! Does anyone, <laughs> does anyone still think it's her fucking mom? Mean medium. Doi, it's not your fucking mom. <laughs> fucking doi! No, der. Doi, du, du. <laughs> so they're like, we gotta get Cindy in this house. We gotta have her talk to them. Because they don't want to talk to us. So... Your stupid mother could not find heaven if it was crawling up her fucking ass. And if you think I can help, then you're as stupid as she is. <laughs> what? Go get me a bud. What do they drink up north? What shitty beer? Oh, God. I don't even know. Probably like Miller Lite. Like, they, it's just terrible. They, like, they love horrible things. That's what it is to live in Massachusetts. <laughs> is to be like, yeah, I love it. I love the Pats. Yes. Oh. God. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Oh, sports. <laughs> you never thought you'd hear about sports here, folks. And you're not gonna. <laughs> so, they're in the bedroom. They brought Cindy and they brought their um, the proximity sensor, which I sh- I swear to Christ, it looks like I don't know the word for it, but like your headphone jack, like the end piece. It looks okay. like they took two of those, okay, put it next to a turned over bread pan, and they okay. put the jewelry on top of the bread pan, and oh. it's just on the bed. Okay, that's their proximity so sensor. So what we have now is basically like a compass taped to a Polaroid camera. It's like a nothing machine. (laughs) 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 It's like a kid at the science fair. Ghost technology. They had an idea, but they don't know how anything works. It's like, this is a sensor where if you put it on your backpack, but you can't find your backpack, you press this and you have to make like a a model, like a prototype for what it would look like. And it's it's literally like a Nokia phone with like a a calculator (laughs) taped to the back of it. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what they've done here. Yeah. Okay. But apparently if something goes around it, like tries to touch it, it'll beep. Okay. And they tried to make it sound way more scientific than that, but you heard it here, folks. It's just a fucking beepy boy. It just beeps. This is just a beepy it. boy. Okay. Beepy boy. So, um, they, Cindy also clarifies that Steve was Adam's height, which... Okay. When they came in the house, they said that the spirit that they see in the hallway was, like, Adam's height. Why do they keep using him as a reference? I don't know. So, they've got Cindy in the bedroom with their bread pan contraption, and they decide to leave the room and to watch her on their little background screen that they have of that room and let her one-on-one talk with, hopefully, the couple that used to live there. They're asking, um, do you want to talk to me? She says, I, I promised to never get rid of the gifts, and I haven't. They're right here. Is there anything you want to tell me? And um, I don't know if they're listening to the EVP right there, if they play it back, but after she mentioned the gifts, there was a definite static saying that they're on the bed. So it seems like... And then the sensor went off. So it seems like the couple is very, like... This is here. I see it. I don't know what they're trying to communicate. It's like, okay. It's like, okay, and? So we so we know that you, you can see things, and that's good. Yeah. 
objects. Yes. Let's go deeper. Yeah. And she mentions, I have your uh, stud earrings right here. And then the sensor goes off again. So it seems like they're like, yes, I see these objects. Let's talk about something else. And then um, she's asking, okay, it looks like you're touching this. Who's touching this? And then right away it said Pat. It's <gasps> finally asking good questions. Um, and then they just kind of stop responding to stuff. Oh my god. They literally, like, through the afterlife are just like, so you still have those? Good. Those are mine. And that was Good. just the end of the episode. That's where they left it. I don't... <laughs> what? Yeah, they they just weren't... Maybe they didn't talk a lot. Maybe they had a lot they wanted to say, but kind of in private to Pat no. or to Cindy. I don't know. No, they were just like, does she still have the earrings? She's okay, got them? Okay, good. Now I can <laughs> the move end. on. The <laughs> end. So they didn't, like, try to get anybody moved on or anything? Uh-uh. Oh, uh-uh. my God. I was a little Kindred bit bothered by spirits. that. I was like, you know, there's people stuff there. There's a family dealing with this. <laughs> you want to help anyone out here? <laughs> I Okay, I think we should do a show where we visit all the houses where shows like this visit and we get a medium in and help them move on. Yeah. We finish the job. We're the job yeah. finishers. And we've well, got GoPros. There's got to be a better name than that. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, we're like not. the cleanup crew. I'll uh, literally clean your house, too. Uh, I love to clean. That is... <laughs> An upsetting end. Not uh, a lot was said. But at least we figured out it's the couple. I don't think they're angry or too worried. They seem strangely confident in their ability to pick out objects. Stupid. Dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid and dumb, Katie says. <laughs> Um, but I love that they were in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm honestly like this was a perfect episode for you to do now because I'm sick. And so like already like my no, like I can't really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like So that's perfect. Number one. Um, no, that was all I had to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, in addition, I have a, a scary story that I want to read a listener story. <gasps> Uh, oh, because uh, it's been a long time since you've gotten us a little spook. So, hell yeah. I thought you you deserved something. Okay. <laughs> the subject line is my ghost question mark story. Hey, Katie and Morgan, I love your podcast. Listen to it while I paint. Your strudel discussions are great background. Oh, you hear that? We're creatively fueling someone. <laughs> I'm a muse. <laughs> we are your muse. <laughs> and and thought I'd share my own ghost experience. Thanks. So I, a couple of years ago, was at a stay away camp for nerds. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> stay away from the normals. Stay away. <laughs> and we stayed in dorms. It was pretty fun, except for the dorm situation. The room I stayed in had this air about it. Every time I was in it, I felt like, I don't belong here. This is something else's space. No, no. You are a nerd. You went to nerd camp. You belong. Uh, But because it was my first time really being away from home, I chalked it up to homesickness. The other thing that I couldn't really ignore was the fact that I was having awful nightmares every single night. 
not just like spooky dreams, like ones that kind of scare me when I think about them even now. Mm-hmm. Two of them really, two that really stick out are one, I was being held down by something stronger than I was, surrounded by fire, and I could feel my skin burning off. And Whoa. two, where I could feel myself being eaten alive by maggots. I think I'm crying a little. So. <laughs> I genuinely cry. So something that I'll bring up, me, Katie Wiggins, hello. Uh, is that both of those things are ways that bodies uh, decompose and are disposed of. Mm-hmm. Good point. So just an interesting. Also, interesting point. They both terrify me. <laughs> okay. I am scared. Okay, go on. So this experience is already super fun. Yeah. Anyways, things hit the fan about three nights in. Well, shit, my darling, shit hit the fan. I was in bed just waiting to fall asleep, and suddenly I hear a scream. Blood-curdling, visceral scream. Like the scream of someone completely in pain. I shot up in bed and looked over at my roommate, and she's just asleep. Like, dead asleep. And immediately I felt my stomach drop, because this scream was loud. Loud enough that you could have downed a pint of NyQuil and it still would have jostled you. <gasps> Jesus, a pint of NyQuil. That's a lot of NyQuil. Freaking, well, I'm imagining a quart. That's a lot of NyQuil. A pint? Oh. All right. I probably downed about a pint last night. Oh. Um, oh. Freaky enough. But then I turned and then clear as day, there's a disembodied face just floating a few feet in front of me. And I don't know how to describe it, except the face is just twisted in pure pain. I'm frozen in a mix of shock, fear, and tequila mix. No. It's a mix of shock and fear. And somehow, my body just knows, like, whatever's in front of me is not human. Not in the slightest. And then the face just whoosh into thin air. Now, as a good Catholic child as well, as... And an absolute wimp down to my core. Love it. I grabbed my St. Joan of Arc medallion. Yes, you did, bitch. Yes. Joan of Arc will take care of you. Jean d'Arc. And prayed more than the entire Vatican. I went to the Vatican a couple weeks ago. (gasps) Mostly people were just taking pictures. Um, I didn't see a lot of prayer. Uh, I've to this day never felt pure terror like I did that night. Anyway, after that, any weird happening stopped entirely. But I did found out that the dorms we were staying in were right next to a cemetery. But make of that what you will. Once again, I really enjoy y'all's podcast. Have a blessed day. Maggie. Maggie. That kept bringing me to tears, and I don't know why. Magdalene. That was reaction to fear. That was intense. If she's mentioning the strudel, number one, she's like, I keep numbering shit. I don't mean to do that. Uh, she's probably really early on listening. Started yeah. like number one at our podcast, like very early. In which case, like, thank you, uh, God, for uh, getting through our early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first two were solid. And there's a lot of. Yeah. Listen, we were figuring it out. There's no shame in that. But yeah. I mean, I really appreciate you sending a story. Um, Ugh, yeah. And also, holy fucking shit. Jesus Christ. That is so terrifying. And it sounds like... Num- I keep trying to number shit. Hey, um, hey. You use all the numbers you want. They're there for that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... They're near a cemetery. 
And she keeps having dreams about ways in which bodies are... Different ways, yeah. ...taken care of after death. Cremation and uh, decomposition. So that could be associated there. Also, which is like terrifying to think that the trauma of the body handling would exist around the dead. That's really upsetting. That is really But it could just be that she's just picking up on that at all. Also, the fact that something was just like, I am in pain and I need someone to acknowledge that. And then once she acknowledged it, it was over. It was like, okay, thank you. It was like, it's like being a cancer, like me, being surrounded by uh, fire signs, fire and air signs, like my family. And being just, like, desperate for someone to fucking empathize with you for half a fucking second. And they don't realize that if they just did for one second, it would all be fine. But thank you. Was this your listener story, Katie? No. (laughs) And I have no idea why you would even bring that up. But, I mean, it it truly is. It's like people just need their pain acknowledged. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And somebody got that. So I think you can feel good about this experience knowing that... Number one, yeah. you're prop. God damn it! <laughs> uh, how about I switch to this? A or bullet point? You are probably psychically sensitive. Yeah, which is very an cool, yeah. and you should probably look into that. Bullet point again. <laughs> um, Empty box. <laughs> square. Uh, flirtily. Um. Well, I don't know what what my next one was going to be. It was what one you're sensitive. Two, you were ah! able no bullet point you were able to <laughs> Gotcha. Bullet point Math you were you, you were able to help acknowledge someone's pain in a very real way, mm-hmm. which I think was probably very helpful. So, For I sure. think if if this experience still terrifies you to this day, you could perhaps reframe it in your mind. To think of how you, in some way, helped set someone free that night. Which I think is true. That's amazing, yeah. That's the sense that I get. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes some sometimes the truth rings and you can kind of feel it. And that's what it feels true to me. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm insane, but I don't know. I feel like you set someone I free. I agree. I think so, too. Yeah. If you didn't, they would have kept coming back, probably. Yeah. No. It was just like, I feel bad! And you were and like... And you were like, I believe you. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, then. Thank you. I That's all I needed. And that's just a good lesson for anyone. If anyone just like you feel that they're a real complainer and they're constantly complaining, try instead of shoving them, like dismissing them, try really listening to one of their complaints. What's the root? And you might notice that they become less frequent if they feel heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. People just this is now an advice podcast and therapy podcast. Yep. We've been fooling you this whole time. <laughs> Are you noticing that you're a better person now? Who's better <laughs> able to cope with emotional <laughs> turmoil? Great. We did it. You're welcome. All right. It's over. Uh, that's it. If you have your own scary story and you want to be as cool as Maggie, you can't. But <laughs> if you want to try, you can email it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So, someone uh, couldn't find our email and uh, left an entire scary story in our reviews. 
I love that. Which I think is really fun. Improvising. So if you have a scary story, you'll find a way to get it to us. Um, and and also be as cool as that person. Leave us a, a really positive review. That would be wonderful. We've gotten a lot of really wonderful reviews lately. And yet still, we can't get past that four point mark. So please... Please, Leave please. us your kind words if you've been listening to us because it helps other people find us. Mm-hmm. And that's really wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. We want to help other people get through their work days just like you, you selfish bitch. Give it to everyone else. <laughs> okay, so um, so that's it. Give us a, a rating or review, a subscription. You can find us on Instagram at Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. Um, and I believe that is it. We want you to have a spooky night. We really do. <laughs> And fill it with restless dreams. Yeah, of haunted things. And maybe you will set somebody free. All right. Awesome. Hardcore. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Diamond Pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>